I wear Hawaiian shirts all the time and shorts and flip-flops. And normally that makes me stand out. Some people think it's funny. I I don't, but I do enjoy a really good dad joke and some humor, especially when it comes to the practice of law. So when I first found out about Nick Lydorf and his comedy, I died laughing. I will go into some of the details, but the first one I, I heard from him was about a lady who left him a four-star review, and it happened to me at my firm, and I felt it as he was doing it. So we're chatting with Nick today about using humor in the practice of law. Nick, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, Jordan. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And just to be clear, this is not some you know uh, side hobby for Nick. He's a comedian and a lawyer. His first comedy album called Free Consultation debuted at number one on iTunes. So we are lucky to have you with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, to talk to you. Uh, you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm not wearing any pants, so that's cool. We're both. <laughs> there we go. Now, the question is, for everybody watching the podcast, do so they wish they could jump over to the video? Or for the people watching the video, did they wish they were watching the podcast? So we'll never right. know. Heck yeah. Just don't stand up. All right. I will. <laughs> that's why they stopped doing All Rise during Zoom, uh, Zoom Court. Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, little inside joke there. Yeah, big, well, baseball. I mean, until it's until it's not an inside joke. I'm sure there's right. definitely people that had that issue. Yeah, it's another felony. You don't want that. Don't want that. So um, we're going to talk about how you use humor in the practice of law. Before that, I want to go into our last episode. Most recently, we had Ryan Kimler on. Ryan's a fractional CFO for law firm owners. So we talked about the secrets to running a profitable law firm pretty cool deep dive into some of the ways the most common problems, most common solutions, and how firms become more profitable. But enough about the numbers. I want to make people laugh and uh, touch some hearts <laughs> and minds. So Nick, what came first, the comedy or the law? Uh, I think I was always like a comedian, but uh, I never started doing comedy like you know, professionally or amateurishly <laughs> until I was a lawyer. And so I was a lawyer for when I was um, started comedy when I was 32, so I'd been a lawyer for about six, five, six years, and uh, was really hating my life. And I decided As that most I most wanted- five to six year lawyers are to do. <laughs> right, right, right. And yeah, my friend was just like, "You've been talking about this for a long time," so he just signed me up for an open mic. Um, it turned out to be a competition, so I was like, "Oh, great, even more pressure." So I. Uh, I ended up, I moved on to the, um, the second round. So I won the first, uh, time that I went up, which was kind of cool. Cause I only had like two people that showed up for me. The rest of the people were just in, you know, rando so people in the audience. It was an honest win. Yeah, I know. The crowd. Yeah. And then, um, so I showed up like for the next one, which was like, where all the people that won their initial rounds. And then some guy went up, he was a local, like, TV personality he was a weather person. So he brought a bunch of, he was basically had a free advertising like, Hey, tomorrow's going to rain. So why don't you come to my comedy show? And then he brings like the whole audience. He doesn't tell any jokes. He just did a lip sync of a minute work. Uh, one of those minute work songs, which I didn't even, I was like, well, I didn't even know the song. I was like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> I thought it was like some avant-garde comedy, but it was just, uh, turns out it was a minute work song that he lip synced and he won to outrageous applause. And I was like, oh, this sucks. Uh, but I really want to keep doing it. So I just kept, kept doing it and I've been doing it for over 10 years now. So I'm going to yeah. ask the, the important question. 
did it actually rain or did he pull like the curb your enthusiasm and fake the weather for the for the golf outing <laughs> no it, it it i don't even know but he uh, he was he was very shameless in how he promoted himself so okay. he, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah i know that that was a great episode the weather man yeah <laughs> yeah so you get the you get the comedy bug yeah bitten by Talk, just what yeah yeah just bitten bitten by the comedy bug or I don't know. I, um, yeah, I was something I always wanted to do. Um, and I just really went, went at it and I started hitting all kinds of open mics and, um, got to meet a lot of comedians that were started at the same time as me. And we kind of come up together and, um, yeah, I mean, I still see some of those people and, you know, it's just been a real, um, and when I first started, I was doing litigation. So like I would do open mics and, um, and then like, you know, it's late and I'm driving back and then I got court, like, you know, first thing in the morning and like, that was, that wasn't enjoyable. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really grinding there for a while. Um, as soon as I got, as soon as I started really getting, you know, good at it and, and starting to work on things and getting more, um, you know, once you start working your way up, you get, get to go on better shows and, and people start noticing you and, and, um, yeah, I just kind of have kind of gone from there. Um, been pretty exciting so, so far. I mean, obviously, you know, you touched on the, uh, hated, hating being a lawyer in that moment, which I think resonates with a lot of people. And honestly, I feel like there's a lot of lawyers, you know, the, uh, doing an opening statement, closing argument, kind of similar to a stand up set. Yeah. Um, what would you say to a lawyer who is interested in following this path, you know, on, in terms yeah. of getting started? Yeah. It, we have a particular set of skills as lawyers um, that really lends itself very well to doing well in stand-up comedy. I have a, um, a few friends of mine that are lawyers that are stand-up comedians that um, have worked all over the country. Um, it's just, it has to, has to do with like, you know, preparing. That's one of the, you know, the, things is we we show up we're you know on time or early um we we know what we're gonna say we're very meticulous about words how we place things where things go um yeah i just do it because you're already gonna have you're already gonna have a a, you know, a leg up on some of the people that that haven't written um you know before or you know aren't professional i mean it's just it, it really lends itself really well like um greg Geraldo, hilarious stand-up comedian um, you know, there's, there's lots of other people that, um, that have, have succeeded and, and done stand-up comedy or not practicing lawyers. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, it is, it's, it really lends itself really well. Um, and it's, it's a fun creative outlet and it really inspired me to try and change, um, my practice area several years ago. Cause I finally was just like, listen, I can't, I, you know, I don't enjoy going to court. Um, I was good at it, but I didn't really think that I was like doing anything. I mean, some people are litigators and they like it. That's cool. Good, you know, good for you. I, I was good at it, but I just absolutely hated it. I did not like it. You know, um, client threatened to kill me. Uh, that kind of like, kind of like was like, you know, I maybe need to think about how I spend my time during the day and, and kind of just switched, um, estate planning which i'd always liked and had done but just kind of went all all in on it yeah so how impactful was the comedy on the switch to estate planning like was it 
one of the main reasons or it was just that extra, you know, cherry on top of something you were thinking about? Yeah, it was kind of one of the extra cherry on top things because I can control my schedule. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting in court from, you know, just waiting around, you know, for a judge to take my case. Um, I really had a lot of control on what I did when I did it and um, allowed me to, you know, work, um, work more on stand up and um, kind of block out my time a little bit more than litigation did. Cause it's kind of, it was always up in the air and like, you know, you gotta go, you got a hearing, you gotta go now, like that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, so it's, it's really one's fed into the other. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been enjoyable kind of making that, that switch and, and transition to uh, estate planning, which we think is boring, but I, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's rife for, for comedy. Yeah. So. I mean, having heard a bunch of your stuff, it certainly is. Uh, before we dive into that, though, I'm curious, what other impacts did the stand-up comedy journey have on your time as a lawyer? I mean, obviously, being part of the change of practice area is huge, but like, how else did it impact you? Um, it's made me more confident in pretty much every area of my life. I've been able to, um, you know, in negotiations or like, um, or just meeting people uh, I was a, an introvert, um, like an extrovert introvert, which I didn't really think is a thing, but I kind of think it is a thing now. Um, I, it's something that it's given me a lot more confidence to engage with people because I, you know, I, I can make a group of random strangers, you know, laugh like so I can, you know, strike up a complicated station with this random person. And um, yeah, so that that's kind of one of the bigger benefits um, of of being able to do that. So, all right, you make this change into estate planning. You're working on the comedy stuff. What else did you bring to this change? Like going from that lawyer that hated litigation into having more control of your work with the comedy, like did you, you know, change how you were speaking to clients? Did you change how you were marketing the clients? Like how did yeah. that play into Yeah, I really did. And I, it's really benefited me a lot because I think that, you know, with litigation, like especially criminal defense, like, it's a pretty uh, shooting fish in a barrel kind of a mar market, you know, like people are like, I just got arrested. I need someone. Now you have a pulse and it looks like you have a suit and a law degree, like you could help me. And it, I think it's, you don't need to be able to, um, it's not as demanding that you are um, a personable you know, person. That's not just a, a lawyer, you know, a, a fountain of legal knowledge. So it, as I started doing estate planning more, um, I just decided to be more myself and, and like not as um, a pretentious kind of lawyer. I just felt like I was like being able to be myself more um, just breaking things down in like a more uh, a way that people it's palatable for people to understand, you know, instead of like talking about like different legal terms, people don't like that. They don't want to know. <laughs> they want to know that like, you know what you're talking about, but you know, a lot of times it's the people that are um, really know what they're talking about can explain it in such a way where it makes it, you know, relatable to their audience. And and that's kind of what I, I found. And I was like, I, yeah, I can, you know, I can do this. I can make it entertaining, which is, you know, um, which I think is another skill that because people, it's death. Like I'm talking about death, but with my client at like nine o'clock on a Monday morning, like who wants to talk about that? No one wants to talk about dying and who's going to get your stuff when you die. But like, how do we make it, you know, interesting. And, um, that's kind of what I've been able to, to 
use as a way of um, relating to people. And I think that's definitely helped a lot uh, with building my practice. I want to go deeper. You mentioned, you know, being, being more of yourself. And look, this is the thing that I try and scream to as loud as I can every lawyer. Like the more that you are yourself out loud, the more you will find people that like who you are. Like yep. there'll be people that don't, but the ones who do will resonate with whatever it is. What, like, what's the thing that finally got you to make that commitment? Um, that's a good question. I mean, like, I think it had to do with, with comedy too. You can say like you're with, with a lawyer, you're finding your voice. Like, that's what we always say about, you know, when you're a, a creative, like what's your voice, how you find that make stuff that you would want to listen to um, or, or hear. And I think that kind of really spoke to me because I was doing well as in the more I did that in the creative pursuit that I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to lean into like, who's the the target client that I would want? Um, what kind of lawyer would I want? Do I want to have if I would, you know, have some money and then just kind of lean into that and, and like using that, you know, like before I would not tell any of my clients that I was a comedian, you know, and like, like they don't want to know that. And like, but now like I, everyone, either they, they already know and they've come to me from someone else, which is like, it's a great marketing. It's like, it's, it's wild. Like, like the, people will see me talk on stage about wild things for 45 minutes and then they'll come up to me and like, Hey, can you help me like with my dad's estate plan? I was like, yeah, that's amazing. Like this is, this is the coolest thing ever. Like getting paid to talk as a speaker, essentially be, and do what I love to do, but then also make money uh, for my business, helping someone with also something I love to do. It's just like, well, this is the best, the best thing ever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great advice that you've, you know, that you're, preaching to people is like just be yourself it's just like you know that the law school like oh i i'm still like I, I joke with my wife about like i'm still like recovering from <laughs> from law school you know like just this this uh i hated it it was so terrible it just like, destroyed everything about you as a person and and then they never like built you back up and then it's just leave it to yourself like well see you later and then you just have to like you know yeah, figure out that out for yourself. And I didn't, I don't think that's productive. And I, don't, I mean, I don't know. the one that kills me the most, right? You get into law school and they're like, if you copy off of anybody else's paper or don't cite your sources, <laughs> we're kicking you out. And then you become a lawyer and they're like, if you start any motion from scratch, we are firing you. Use the template, <laughs> exactly. copy the last one, change yeah. the name. I know. It's wild. It's wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm, shuddering thinking about it right now like going back to all that crap that they like yeah um because I, I i went to law school in two different places and it was it didn't get better i went, I went to one from one to another and like in miami and florida which is i mean it was the weather was great but i didn't experience anything of it because i was just so panicked about like you know getting all the reading done are they going to call on me and like you know like, I don't even know if they're doing Socratic method anymore. They might not be, which it might be a much greater headspace for lawyers. But like, I hated every minute of that. It was just, it's was, it was just constant panic mode. Um, so yeah, that was, that was wild. Um, sorry if I'm going to go underneath my desk and like in a fetal position right now, after trying to forget law school again, but, but yeah, what we were talking about, just being yourself. Yeah. They, they don't teach that. It was like, you know, Right, they um, teach you to be the uh, the white middle aged lawyer in a suit right. standing in front of a whole wall of 
books talking about that uh, at best they're aggressive with a, a sleeve rolling up or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, all right, you mentioned, you know, you're doing this set and people come up to you afterwards. So I have to imagine the set isn't like, and then I committed gross malpractice for all of my clients. <laughs> no. So no. is there a balance between, you know, what you're presenting or are you just like 100% committed to the comedy and it just happens to lead to some it, leads also? It just happens. Like I don't, when I'm doing stand-up, I don't care about being a lawyer. Um, I'm just up there to be funny and um, entertain people. And yeah, there's like a you know, you're telling a story, you know, you're, um, it, and that's another one of those things that like, that led itself well into stand up is like, you know, being a litigator. It's like how, when I, once I figured out that like, you know, unlearning all of the stuff that I learned in law school and then figuring out like people want to tell a story. There's a natural thing about, they want to be, what's this story? What's this case about? Like, what's the, instead of like the, you know, the judge reads the jury instructions and in this very, you know, boring way. Like here to make... four thou shalt find <laughs> yeah, that. No one talks like that. Done. Yeah. Right. And you know, you just see people like nod off and stuff. And it's like people, they want to like, what's your client's story? Like what's, what, what happened? Like, you know, how do you get into these, these things and, and how did this whole thing, you know, and it lent itself really well into, into standup because then I started, um, you know, I would pull some stuff from my practice that had really happened and, and like, how do I, you know, make that interesting? How do I make like a, an unrelatable, um, you know, profession, like kind of relatable and, and cause not everyone's a lawyer, you know, not everyone's a lawyer. And, and so, yeah, I just kind of focused on like, you know, just being who I am, like being myself. And, you know, I don't, I, I felt like I had to become like, like a, pretentious lawyer as I was growing up. I didn't grow up with like money or anything. And so I felt like I had to, you know, use big words and stuff. And and as I've gotten, you know, now 16, almost 17 years post law school, like, you know, I just really feel comfortable with much more comfortable with, with who I am and, um, and how I can, you know, just try and relate to people and make them feel comfortable. Um, and a lot of times it's just like, you know, making a joke or, you know, stuff like that. And you can read the room. Like some people are, are like very, um, they don't want to joke at all. And, you know, it, my client, you know, my clients in the room, they don't want to joke really at all, but then sometimes it'll surprise you. And then, it, you know, you just kind of, you know, roll with it. It's just, it's kind of, uh, being able to think on your feet, you know, that's another litigator thing that helps a lot is, um, yeah. So those are some of those skills that like have really helped align itself very well to, succeeding in stand-up um and and then you know, using that to practice law too yeah genuine question when you've yeah. got like i mean having the comedian stuff and like i've seen how your law stuff is written i love it when you <laughs> get the client who's like who doesn't want to joke you just look in the eye and you're like what are you doing here then like why <laughs> like why did you, huh no like i i don't i i kind of feel them out first you know like you'll you'll okay. kind of like get that and I think everyone wants to joke at some level, especially in like a really high tension area. That's why it makes it very, it lends itself very well with the state planning when you're just constantly surrounded by like death or like incapacity, like what, you, you know, how can you, you know, who's, well, you know, sometimes you just get these people to break. Now I got to ask you, who's going to get your beanie babies or like stuff like, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like where, you know, um, 
and then they'll start talking about their kids you know that's like hilarious to me like stuff i wouldn't i wouldn't ever say but like a lot of those are like the really interesting conversations where the people that you didn't think would crack i had one lady they've been married for um it was an older black couple and they've been married for like 45 years and uh i didn't i was like so how long have you guys been married and she's like she looks at me and she goes 400 years <laughs> it was probably the funniest thing that's ever happened i laughed for like probably solid five minutes because she had not she didn't crack a smile or anything and she just just went into it and then we had this great conversation and um yeah that's what i really love about what i do now is like getting to know my clients and and like um having them contact me if they have legal stuff or non-legal stuff that they want to talk about and um yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun and, you know, it's just kind of, it, it really like the litigation just sitting there one morning in court. I'm like, I cannot do this to myself anymore. Like, I just can't, it's, I'm, I'm getting wins and I'm doing great things for my clients and I just don't feel satisfied in it at all. And, and I was just like, there's gotta be, you know, like another way. And, and so I just took a leap and just went all into it and, you know, just like with comedy too, like, it, you know, it's like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go up there and do it and not care what other people think. And it just keeps getting easier and easier the more you put yourself out there. And, um, so yeah. It's, See that's it's, like, that's the part I think is the best from a lawyer. Like who else delivers a speech while getting screamed at by somebody else and still gets through the speech? Like, you know what, you're going to get heckled. Listen, heckler, you're not, you know, you're not judged fucking so-and-so like you've got no power over <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. I had this one guy, this is crazy. I forgot about this until you just mentioned the heckler thing. So I was, um, I was about a couple, like a year or so in, and I, um, I did this room and it was like, not my kind of audience, you know, like just like it's rural Michigan. They're like the kind of like white people that don't like laughing at themselves, like that kind of, <laughs> I, that's not my, like, you know, my, I like people that laugh at themselves and, you know, regardless of politics and stuff. And this guy, um, the thing is when you're a comedian and you're working, it's always like, well, don't quit your day job. And I was like, Oh, this piece of shit. And like, so after the show, I was so angry and I like was when I, I was looking for him and I found him out, out on the street. They were like smoking a cigarette with his friends. And I just went up to him. and was like, Hey, <laughs> and, and uh, I was like, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> and, that's like the most anger I can really get. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, well, what do you do? And he's like, Oh, unemployed. And I'm like, Oh, this isn't fun anymore. Like, I'm not going to make this guy. But then like five, it was like six or seven years later, I went back to that same room and I like did incredibly well. And uh, I was like, Oh, this is great. And then that guy was there and he came up and he apologized and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I was in a really bad place. And um yeah so then i stabbed him and i put his body out back <laughs> he's, he's, he's still walking around he uh but yeah that was such a great i just i don't is, for some reason is I he employed think of that Did he find I, I don't know i didn't really him? ask i didn't really oh, care oh man <laughs> like hurt people hurt people so thank you for yeah, exactly right right yeah he was the bus boy actually <laughs> he was the, he was the... <laughs> you know yeah. it's a leg up yeah. So, you know, it's funny, you mentioned like you, you've had these conversations with clients and there's some stuff that, you you know, won't make its way into the act. How do you yeah. decide what's attorney client confidentiality and what's not? I know. Um, 
that's a fine line. I don't know. It kind of goes, I kind of will run it by some people, like some people that I respect and like, how do you, you know, um, that's like, I'll know it when I see it kind of, <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, there's some stuff that's hilarious that I will never be able to say. Um, some of that's probably more of the funny, funny things. Is this clean? Can we be, are you, did you say F? Yeah, listen, we just dropped a little uh, explicity, so. Oh, okay, all right. So, um, <laughs> I read this police report uh, when I was first a lawyer, and it was probably one of the funniest things that I'd ever heard. So, I always tried, <laughs> I was trying every time I could tell about this. This guy was investigated for this crime. He ends up, uh, they don't charge him with anything, and but <laughs> they suspected him with, um, with like assaulting this this woman and so they but it was he wasn't there at the same time and and uh so there the cops were asking him like you know how's everything going he's like well it's not been going well uh you know i just got divorced and they're like oh yeah how how has that been going he's like well i've been drowning myself in a sea of pussy and i (laughs) have never laughed because they wrote it verbatim in the police report with quotation marks and like i like they knew that the defense lawyer was going to read that and I about died because uh, they appointed me to this guy. Some his lawyers quit or quit or he had to go to court somehow. And they hand me the report that day, and we're like in a conference room reading it. I'm like, this is the funniest they, thing. I've they, ever they gave him a seen. female lawyer. Was like, no, thank you. This is not my. Uh, <laughs> send this one over to Nick. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It was wild, wild stuff. All right, uh, if we're gonna swap war stories i've got one because the the beauty of being a prosecutor is i get to share basically everything yeah so i'm at the jail this guy gets arrested for trespassing and so i'm reading through the police report to help the judge set you know bond on him and apparently he's passed out naked in some restaurant i mean it wasn't a waffle house but it was a waffle house and the cop writes and i quote i approached the subject he was naked lying on his back and at the point that I first made contact with him, he became erect. <laughs> and it was, he stood up. The cop 100% knew what he wrote. But like, we're yeah. reading through that. And I was like, wait a minute. When you said, <laughs> oh, I, I see what you did. I, and so the judge, uh-huh. the judge is like, did everybody read this police report? Did you read the police report? Uh, ROR, <laughs> sir, just please keep your clothing on when you go into the. You know, yeah, don't go back to that Chili's. And... Right. <laughs> Dude, I was like, bravo, bravo to this cop for the podcast. Oh my like, god, just, way to go! Great. That's great. And criminal defense does yeah. have the. I feel like criminal it, defense has the best stories. It does. It really does. Um, yeah, lots of lots of crazy stuff. Yeah. All right, so um, you commit to the you got the comedy stuff going. You commit to the switch over to estate planning. You start going back through the you know finding your voice, being yourself. How does that play out in terms of marketing? I mean, like, obviously you're talking, some people come up to you after the show, but like when you're putting the firm out there, how has Mm -hmm. that changed as you've been going through the journey of comedy? Yeah. um, Just being less formal. I think that that's kind of one of the biggest things is not there. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research of the people in my market and they're formal. So though you, if you want a formal, you know, suit and tie, estate planning lawyer, there's hundreds of them. There's, you know, any city in the country, you can do that, but that's not who I am. And I make that very clear when I meet with people, you know, online, I'm not cracking jokes or like, you know, but I'm, I'm very approachable. Um, you know, no BS with me. I mean, like, just, just like, 
you know, let's have a conversation and see how I can help. And I think a lot of my marketing comes through that way too, um, where I'm not afraid to like put myself out there in with like video ads and stuff like that, because I feel more something, you know, I do feel comfortable doing those. I know some lawyers, like I'm in some groups and they just absolutely hate doing that. And, um, so I do have an advantage, you know, doing that. Um, and yeah, I'm just put myself out there. And, um, I did one guy responded to one of my ads. He wrote on a Facebook comment last night. He was like, are your services free? I'm like, uh, well, the initial consultation, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll offer that for free. He's like, Oh, well, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find a free estate planning lawyer if you want, but like, I'm not your dude. So yeah, you can, I don't know who's going to do that, but you know, <laughs> I'm interested to see who he finds. I have no, yes. I, I paid for you to see this ad so I could do the work for free. Cause yeah, yeah, that makes know. sense. It's right. the guy who heckled you the first time. Oh now yeah, it's just a big yeah. It's a whole thing that he's he doing. Lo- he lost the busboy job, and now he's right. He <laughs> no, um, yeah. but along those lines. So like, look, I I've watched a bunch of your stuff on TikTok, um, but I don't know. Like, is there is there the Nick Lydorf comedy social media account, and then there's the lawyer one, or are you posting both on personal stuff? I mean, obviously, like um, the firm page is not doing the clips right. and the shows, but yeah, yeah. So, like, I have comedian, uh, my comedian Facebook page where I put a lot of stuff on there, um, and then I do have a, a personal Facebook page. I try to not, you know, as I've gotten old, like in you know, older doing stand up, it's like my friends, some of my friends don't want to hear the jokes all the time, so like I'll just, you know, like be an actual human being on the that Facebook page and then be more jokey on my um comedian um Facebook page and then like I'll just it'll dilute itself down on the um the lighter flaw from, you know, uh Facebook page where it's just more um laid back, not super formal um you know, and trying to ask questions and get curious and, you know, and trying to spark a conversation with somebody to see how I can, you know, help them. But you ever get yeah. clients who are like, Nick, give, give me a, give me a tight 10, like do a set while we're <laughs> yeah. doing the I, Yeah, I have. I, yeah. That like they'll, and they'll want like, you know, like, yeah, well tell me a joke. And I'm like, so it's not, it's not really how it works, you know, but like, <laughs> um, but yeah, they'll, they'll do that. And, and uh, yeah, there, there have been, um, it is kind of like intimidating where they find out, like, I'll tell them, you know, I'll, after they hire me, like, oh, by the way, like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm a, and then they'll want to come uh, to one of the shows and, and like, no one's ever said anything, but like, I'm, I'm no, I'm not for everybody. I mean, I'm, it's like, you know, there's certain comedians that are not for, you know, but they never said anything, but it, I'm always curious, like what they think afterwards. Cause they're always going to say like, Oh yeah, it was great. And, but I always, I never know. Like what's their, that's part I mean, of just being they fire you as their lawyer. Well, and that's never happened. So right, I mean, well, I guess they could, you know, couldn't be that bad. Yeah. Did they come back? And how many <laughs> right. people come to multiple shows? Like what's the, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. They're like just one and done. Or there are people that have come to, come to multiple shows. Yeah. Yeah. They have been. Yeah. Oh, well then there you go. I mean, what more, yeah. what more do you want? That's and then help someone might become a referral source. So that's probably the right. right. One, right? <laughs> that's true. I have had that through the estate. Yeah. Through the people that have seen me first as a comedian, they have, it, it, it's, it's wild. Um, and you know, I'm doing the data basically in real time about like how that works. And it just, it's really, it really just, if you make people comfortable, it's, I mean, it's just, I wasn't, I was never a salesman, but I've read, books on how to you know how to sell i mean because that's basically what 
what we're doing. Um, a lot of lawyers don't want to say that. I'm sure you talk to a lot of lawyers. We're like, oh, I'm not a salesman. Well, come on, dude. Of course you are. Like, that's we're, just we. We're yeah. all a. Yeah. We're all just salespeople. Right. Right. And so just how do you, you know, make people comfortable? And if you make people comfortable and you help them, they're more likely to refer you to their friends. And, and yeah. It's funny Crazy. you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the number of stand up comedians that are former lawyers or non practicing yeah. with the sales stuff. Like I always go back to to sell as human by Dan Pink. Dan Pink is a non practicing lawyer, and just the way that he describes the sales stuff is like oh, in such a way that I feel like you have to agree with it. I'm mm-hmm. sure there are still probably some lawyers that are like, no, that's too cheesy for I'm like. But you're trying to sell your argument to a jury. You're trying to sell your side to yeah. a judge. You're trying to sell it yep. to your spouse or your kid or like I, I mean. It just, yep. It's amazing to me the uh, sales being a four-letter word and then you end up broke instead. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if you could go back in time, what would you do differently knowing how the comedy's gone, knowing how the firm's d- done? Like what mm-hmm. would be the, what changes would you make? That's what, like, I don't know if I would change anything. I mean, like I would, yeah, I would probably, um, yeah, I, w- I would probably leave and start out on my own maybe a little bit earlier, but um, that and just have that confidence that I know that I would succeed. But yeah, like it's one of those things where like I, I, you know, I don't hate that I was a litigator. You know, I don't hate that I became a lawyer. I, I enjoy the skills that I've learned from that and maybe who I am now, which I'm still learning and growing up. You know, I, it baffles me like when I meet people that don't want to learn and grow and change and it's crazy to me but like that's that's my goal is like how can I become a better person than I was yesterday and like you know so and I, I think of myself as a creative person that is also a lawyer now whereas before I was like a lawyer that is now that was also a comedian so um and so yeah and I don't think I would have gotten to that place without the other thing so um I've, yeah a great answer man and I love yeah. the I love the way, like, so, you, you know, you finish a set and you're trying to think, what could I have done differently? Or you finish a case yep. and you're trying to think, what could I, you know, what could I have done better for this client? Or how could I have handled the signing meeting better? Like, it's a, it's interesting when you look at as many parts of your life in that iterative mindset as possible. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really does. And then, but then, like, the one thing that I haven't been good at, but I, I'm getting better at is how to practice uh being grateful like that's one thing that really where i'm not focused on the negative all the time if i look at things like wow look at what i'm doing right now like i get to do a podcast in the middle of the day right <laughs> and like you know like how does this you know this one we... or you have a better one after this <laughs> no uh, but like you know I get to do this. Like I'm, you know, you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt and like we're, I'm wearing a hoodie and like I'm in my office and I have a Liverpool flag on the, on the back, you know? And like, this is something that I'm grateful that I was able to get to this point. And, and then, you know, start from that. And then I can see like, wow, I really sucked last night. How do I, how do I make, make this set better? Or, you know, um, yeah, it, it's, it, that's something I'm getting better at. Do you, um, I just thought about this. So you mentioned like the litigation, it sucks doing the set and then having court the next morning. So do, are your firm hours like later in the day than, no. than normal nine to five? No. Okay. No, I was doing it. Well, and still now it's, you know, still normal, um, still normal, normal hours. Um, if we, if we need to, it's always nice if 
we can meet later in the day. But, um, but when I was doing like, it was, it was, you know, same, same hours, but I was driving, you know, hour and an hour, you know, there and back and getting home super late. And yeah. It was, Makes perfect it was sense. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else that you want to make sure we cover? We got a couple minutes left if I miss a, a topic. You know, I think that one thing that we can, uh, you know, in the practice of law is like, just practice like this is cheesy practice being a human being first you know i just thought of that it's probably terrible but you could put it on a mug or whatever i don't know but like you know <laughs> um i just think that people really resonate with people that they can connect with the lawyers that they can they can you know feel like they know what they're talking about number one but then also the lawyer that kind of like understands like you know, being an active listener, that really helps me in my, what I'm doing now. Like, you know, oh man, that sounds terrible. Like I can't believe that your family member betrayed your trust like that. Like that's your brother. Like I can't, you know, and how do you listen to these people? And it really makes them feel like, wow, this guy's really listening to me. And, and, um, and just using all those skills that we being a human being and, and then you're also can help people with your expertise and, and that stuff that you've learned. Um, but being a human being first, I think that's probably one of the <laughs> the biggest thing, just helping people and listening. And those are the things I think we can really work more on, um, our practice, I guess, of, of law. Makes perfect sense. All right. So let me talk about our next episode and we'll come back for the uh, final nugget of wisdom, biggest takeaway next week. So May 25th. 6 p.m. Eastern time, we've got Sarah Titlo on. Sarah's going to talk to us about how you, Beyonce, your time, be more productive as a busy lawyer. Sarah works with both firm owners and partners at larger firms to really help them carve out focusing on the right things to maximize the impact of the limited amount of time that we all have. So if you follow me on anything else, you know this is exactly up my alley, and I am uh, curious to learn what Sarah has to add to this conversation, as well as, you know, throwing in some time-saving tips here and there when I can. That being said, Nick, uh, if anybody's been listening to this for the last, uh, what are we, 45, 50 minutes, and they remember nothing else that you said, what would be the most important takeaway? The thing that you want as many lawyers as possible to know so that they can be the exhibit A of a successful lawyer such as yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. Um... You know, I think that, you know, we all make mistakes. Um, but if you if you demonstrate to your, your clients that you're a human being and you're can make mistakes, I think you're gonna get a long way, um, not with just them, but your practice. I think people are gonna wanna come and be your, you know, your fans. Um, and they'll send people to help you. So And I wanna I wanna tie a I don't know, tie a bow on that. I don't know, some some turn of phrase. Yeah. There are going to be people that will not care about you or dislike whatever you're putting out. But the problem that I have is when you become so vanilla, that person doesn't realize they don't like you until you're at the signing meeting, until you're at the trial, until you're like, there's just going to be a million things that you're going to do being who you are that are going to rub that person the wrong way. So the faster that you do that, or the more you are yourself, the more you're going to drive that person away before it negatively impacts their case, before you get stuck on you know, that terrible um, family law hearing where you get stuck on that terrible client that doesn't believe your ethics, say what your ethics definitively say they say and, you know, whatnot. So 
Um, I just, I love the, I, I want to make sure that people are aware of the potential negative, but that even that is actually a positive when you are yourself, when you are a human being, when you are you. Yeah, with a bigger sample size, uh, you know, you're going to attract way more people than the, maybe the one that you might deter by you being yourself, I think. Love it. All right. So um, for anybody who is smart enough to want to follow you, Nick, or interested <laughs> to hear what comedy from an estate planning lawyer is, is like, what's the best way for them to stay in touch? Yeah. So um, you can follow me on all socials at comedian at law. So if you can do that. That'd be great. I'm going to be recording um, an album uh, this September. So I'm looking forward to that and um, special. And um, yeah, you can see all the stuff I'm doing. If you just uh, follow me on at community at law. Awesome. Any, uh, what platforms, all of them, any of them, all of them. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, TikTok, Instagram and uh, Facebook are usually the ones I'm on a lot. So only fans. Uh, well, we'll see. Not yet. Well, hey. <laughs> they are sponsoring comedians, which is wild, but um, not for what you think that they <laughs> do for OnlyFans. It's crazy, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, not yet. Stay tuned. <laughs> awesome. All right. So thank you to everybody who took the time to watch and listen to this. Nick, obviously, thank you so much for thank being you. with us, sharing your story, making us laugh. Uh, and we'll see you all back here next week at 6 p.m. on Thursday for Sarah Tietlow to talk to us about how to be more productive as a busy lawyer. With that, have a wonderful week, everybody, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E.